Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 84 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week we have a real treat for you. We have two fabulous guests um, on the podcast and we're going to be highlighting um, that amazing success once again of the uh, sensational Susie Sapphire. We're going to start with uh, the man that's on the lead doing all the, the great work at home. And of course, that is uh, top trainer Owen McKenna, who's no stranger to the podcast um, at, at this stage. And uh, firstly, Owen, thanks a million for taking time out to join us on the podcast once again no problem Mary and I suppose when, when you are joining us on the podcast uh, podcast, it's a sure thing that um, things are going extremely well well uh, <laughs> yeah it's been a couple of times out it's good it's been a three times it's very good like but yeah things are going well like you know what I mean it's all down to it's all down to one dog really or should we say one lady you know what I mean she's been she's been doing the business there for the last best part of a year or so so we're ever delighted to have her that's exactly it. Look, and you know, look uh, as you know, we'll we'll touch on it shortly. The the whole country, um, ha- have got behind her. It's it's been a fabulous um journey. You know, like since I suppose you you got her into your your kennels, it's been you know big race competition after big race competition. We've highlighted you know everything that that she's done in the past prior to the Easter Cup, but it must be a roller coaster of a a journey. I suppose living the dream really for yourself, your family, and all connected um with your kennels. Yeah, well, like last year, obviously, we know I went from strength to strength with her, like, you know, the puppy oaks, onto the oaks, into the derby, like, it's, you know, you, you don't, it's, it's like something you dream of, really, with her, and um, it, everything worked out, like, she had her season, then a, a few weeks after, you know what I mean, she had a good break, and, yeah, you know, people say, you hardly bring her back, what she'd prove, and, you know, will you run her again, how could you run her again, and all this, like, it, she was. She wasn't even two years of age when she done everything she did last year. So uh, Peter was a sporting man, and he had no interest in returning her to breed from her. You know, he still has the mother there. Just she's still breeding away, like, and there's lots of lots of time, lots of time to breed from her. Hopefully, we've got like him when she finishes up. But where do you go about replacing one like her? Getting one as good. So you know, and we said we'd. You know, we'd tip away and see how she was going. If she was going well, we'd race her and keep going with her. And she was doing everything right at home, galloping grace. A couple of private trials she had before she went to Dublin. She went extremely well. So I said we'd just tip along one run at a time. And, you know, the Easter Cup was always the aim from early on because there wasn't a lot else there until the Oaks. So we said we'd give her a go and... You know, she's proven over 550, although it was early in the year. But, um, you know, she, she's she's improved. Actually. She needed a couple of runs back early on. But Yeah, I was just, I was just going to touch on that because we've, we've seen you do that in the, in the past. I think it was probably before the Irish Greyhound Derby last year. Just gave her an individual um, race, you know, very rusty, obviously, in, in the first run. And I think that was, you know, a, a wise move and definitely very beneficial for her going forward in the, in the Easter Cup. She needed that run over the 525 first, didn't she? She did indeed, like, like any dog, no matter how good they're trialling or, um, you know what I mean, working at home and everything, they always need that race back, like the competitive race, like, in, like you're, you're probably in against dogs that's been running there week in, week out, and you're trying to take them on, like, uh, you know, they always need a couple of runs to really sharpen them up, get them back into the gist of things, so, 
you know, she needed them. And it was like last year, uh, she had a six or seven weeks from the Oaks to the Derby. And that's why we gave her the race. And we put her over the 550 to see which she, you know, how she'd cope with the 550. Like, you know, and, but like, it was, it was, a, well, it was a good move and the part for the bitch really to, to give her that race. And, you know, as I say, like, everything is it. The rest is history, really. She improved as it went along, and she just shows that like, she does need. It, but she just thrives on it. She the more work you can give her, the better for her. Like she loves racing, and says she couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, and of course, look, I suppose. Um, you know when when a greyhound is is winning and, and keeps winning, you know people are trying to make the case for you know um, you know like how are we going to get this one beaten. You know when she was drawn out in traps number five and and four in the semi final. You know when she overcame them um, trap draws with you know ease really. You know it just it just proves she can do it from anywhere. It does like you know Mira, <laughs> it's it's well documented like she's been lucky well probably lucky in draws and finals four finals she's won no trap one each time but uh, I it just it just I'd say every trap is, uh, comes alike to her really you now you know it's great to have that bit of bit of leeway in trap one alright but um, you know she's just really more consistent now in trapping and she just seems to be able to trap over anywhere and it's 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 once she hit the sand and gone five years she just seems to accelerate away and like she's run against some top bitches top dogs and she just has that bit of a kick into the bend and accelerates away from you know it is she's great to have it like you know this is a great weapon to have and to, uh, she seems to come over races really well without any injuries and it's probably just style of running she's not getting banged around the place too much and you know she seems to she thrives on it too so and, and of, yeah, it's fantastic. And and of course, we have to talk about the the original date for the final. Tell us uh, the Owen McKenna's thoughts. Maybe at you know two o'clock that day when the roar or the rain was pouring down pretty much all over the country. Well, it was a worry, really. You know, you you know, mad hot favourite going into an Easter Cup, a very good Easter Cup final, and her style running, which is she's glued to the rail. No one probably is going to be the worst of the track. So you would be you would be fearful of it really. Um, we actually, you know, we we were in Dublin. We were heading down along my road, and we got the call to say the race and was called off. And probably it was a relief in a way because it wasn't going to suit any dog, you know. And we wasn't going to suit us, but definitely wasn't going to suit any dog. And you don't want to see dogs running in them conditions. And it wasn't ideal, you know. Two weeks between the semi-final and final. You wonder what you do, like, would you give her extra gallops? Should you give her a sling somewhere else or whatever? But, you know, it all worked out in the end and she'd done her job. And I'd say actually Saturday night, the track maybe a little bit on the dry side. The wind was very strong there and it just dried out, seemed to dry out. And she just kicks off the bend. Like, and she just seemed to lose a little stride or two as they're on the first two bends. But, you know, it worked out in the long run, so we were happy. Yeah, and just in terms of, of the final itself, you know, a three thirty one section, a, a masterclass performance. I know there was a few hard luck stories in behind, you know, coming into the second last corner, but you know, like you're not really going to come from behind twenty nine forty eight winning performance. So, in fairness, it it was another sensational run. Yeah, like if you keep coming out doing three thirty ones, you're going to be you're going to be up there. Like you know, it's it's hard to peg that back. But like her seventeen oh six split to the third bend was back a good bit on her best. So with this 
split time she done to the line first time up she should have been probably doing a 16-80 run that's why I'm just saying you know she, she seemed to didn't gallop the first two bends as smoothly as she had done and um, you know like whether they've passed her whether they've caught her in the running or not I don't know but there the little bit of bunching up behind helped us out in the night anyway so we got home anyway in front which is all we wanted yeah, another, I suppose, big race success to add to your already, I suppose, uh, glittering uh, career, um, Owen. You know, everyone has been talking about Susie Sapphire. You know, the, the podcast on Monday it was all about Susie, all talking about, you know, what's next? Will she stay at Shelburne Park for the Oaks and, and on, to the, on to the Derby? Or will she, you know, will you be tempted to go across the pond and take on the English Greyhound Derby? Would it be fair to say that the, the most likely target would be um, Shelburne Park? Yeah, well, it, it's there's nothing to sit in stone yet. Like it's, um, you know, she's been six six months since she came in season. You'll be hoping she won. She was almost two years of age when she came in season, so you'll be hoping that she wouldn't come in for another while. So like an awful lot will determine that. Um, the Oaks is probably the best part of two months away. Um, it's probably on runs is probably practically the same time as the English Derby. Um, there's nothing as I say there's nothing set in stone but like I I think it's a great story really for the greyhound industry the way she's you know what I mean the way she's gone from uh, strength to strength and competition to competition and I think it's it's just great to prove this lady small 61 pound bitch can take on the dogs you know and compete and probably beat the best so it's like it's like it's like Rachel Blackmore and Honeysuckle like they're they're the pride of the horse horse racing at the moment, so it's great to have a you know what I mean. Great to be involved with her ourselves, no matter who had her. But I think it's, it's great for the greyhound game. Without a doubt. And before we kind of finish up, we we'll, we'll just touch on the Cork Oaks final because you're you're chasing success down in Cork as well on Saturday night. Just in terms of the the support that yourself and you know the Comerford family and Susie Saffer are getting, you know, na- nationwide wide, you must be overwhelmed uh, with, with the support and the way everyone has bought onto this, uh, bought into this, you know, sensational, amazing greyhound. Yeah, like it's just like even even people around our village here, like who wouldn't be doggy people, you know what I mean? It's all the, that's all they're talking about at the moment, and no, it is great, you know. Like as I said there a minute ago, like it's just great for the industry and to have us there, like like her, like you know. It's just, um, you know, I think we really needed it because the last couple of years has been sort of a downer for the sport and. You know, she's definitely brightened up the place and Jazz for us anyway, so long may it continue for another little while. Yeah, that's exactly it. Look, we can't see her, can't wait to see her back in racing action. We'll finish up with the um, Cork Oaks um, final, which takes place in Curraheen Park on Saturday night. It's been a fantastic competition over the, the last couple of weeks. And uh, tell us a bit about your ground and uh, your hopes for the final. Yeah, um, she, she is a bit of age, but she's very likely raced. She, um, she, we actually started her off early last year and I gave her a couple of trials against Susie Sapphire and we, she beat her in two trials in Newbridge and she actually cracked the hock she was going for the unraced pitch stake in Newbridge she cracked the hock so she, we, we left her off she needed a good bit of time off she came in season so which probably did her no harm in the long run um, and she never raced until that little unraced stake in Shelburne and she ran well the first thing I got beat. She won the final, and we were going to race her in the 
the winter festival and I gave her a trial actually the week before and she came off slightly lame again not a lot but we just said we'd leave her alone over the winter and uh, we gave her a race before the, the Cork Oaks and she, that was her first 525 since she had raced and you know she's she's a good bitch she's actually a sister to one time only the one the laurels in Cork we bred her she's a homebred here and but she she looked to have an awful lot of potential from day one so it's just great to have her back like as, as I said she had a a bad injury and but uh, you'd be hoping with the few extra runs she'd be coming on and improving like she showed great early Saturday night and she just needs to probably stay a little bit stronger but if she can come away in 325 like she did last Saturday you know she'd be there or thereabouts and you'd be just hoping to get around the bend and you know just catch me if you can after that yeah that's exactly it uh, CLO is that the correct uh, pronunciation one? Yeah, yeah. and of course that that's a fantastic line. Of course, you you've great history. I think going back to Lehman Mags was it second in the Sporting Press Irish Oaks back in 2016. She was, yeah. We were very disappointed with her. Like she she was a very good bitch, and she went around the bend two in front in the final. And she she was actually running with a little niggly injury the whole way through the Oaks, and so something that we couldn't sort of get on top of us. But she was probably unlucky, but she made it. She was the, it was the only litter she had one litter and she's come from you know what I mean she's come from that line Celo has so um, you know it's a good line it's a very good line so hopefully whatever happens Saturday night and her racing days we'll have her for breeding yeah def- anyway. definitely a very nice one for, for the breeding paddocks as well look Owen it's always great to hear your thoughts you know once again congratulations on the, the Easter Cup the Brisbane Easter Cup success best of luck in Corrigan Park on Saturday night and uh, no doubt we'll catch up again soon thanks a million Barry thanks for that nope now we're moving on to uh, part two of the podcast and um, as I said at the introduction we have a, a wonderful treat for, for you here today on the Talking Dogs on ter- Thursday podcast. It was great to speak to Owen McKenna and now we're going to say hello to the, the owner of the um, the amazing Susie Sapphire which is uh, Peter Comerford and uh, Peter thanks so much uh, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, uh, thank you very much and uh, not be asked. Yeah, and of course, look. Um, as I was saying to you when when I when I rang you about coming onto the podcast, you know, she he, she treated us to, to some amazing performances, um, unbelievable stuff over the course of the last year or so. But you know, take us back um, to the very start, and you know, tell us about your introduction to greyhounds and where the love and passion came for our great sport. Well, the love and passion came from as a child. Being uh, my father always had a couple of dogs in that. Not maybe amazing, but uh, we always kept some dogs, and uh, we eventually got them more and more as grown up. And that's my early memory of it. And, and actually, going to the track it was actually the old track in Newbridge in the mid sixties, which was in the centre of the town. There, it's around GA football pitch it was. Many people might know that, but that's where the old track was. Very good, and um, yeah. you know. You know, as you said to me, you like you've been involved in greyhounds, you know, all the time over the course of all those years. Oh, we yeah, lots and plenty of race dogs, good dogs, with everything, bitches, everything along the line, you know. And and when you when you were growing up, uh, Peter, did you always see yourself in, involved in the support? Always, always, we were always were myself and my two brothers and my father Dan come over, you know, we were heavily involved in our lives. And it was a great passion, you know, and still is. And we'll say when when you were when you were growing up, maybe heading into your your twenties and stuff like that, was it was it something that you were always taking very serious? 
Well, we took it very seriously. Newbridge was an 18th. It was, you know, going to Newbridge and, uh, on the Monday and Friday night. That time it was on. And they to have runners and pups, and we were pretty much into young dogs and having pups running. And our big passion was to win, try and win the Cup Cup in the early stage. We took us a long time after to win it. So... That uh, Newbridge, the big thing was the Cox Cup, you know. Okay, and you actually won that, is that what you're saying? Uh, we won the, the Cox Cup in 85, uh, yeah, with uh, Casno Stones. Eventually, we won it with him, and he went on to be third in the Derby in 85, the Derby final. Whoa, so like you, you, you've been competing, I suppose, you know, at the highest level as well in the past, like finishing third in, in the Derby back in 85. Great memories, I'm sure. Great memories, great memories, yeah. And I suppose the bit, our biggest win then was maybe up the Corson Field with Owen Sedge. He won Corn FL and he won the Derby in the early 90s. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so we've, we've had some good, great luck in it and great enjoyment in it, you know. Yeah, and I suppose, like we'd say in recent years, prior to the success of, of Susie Sapphire, maybe over the last 10, 15 years, would, would you have been breeding many greyhounds and stuff like that, Peter? We'd be between me and yourself and the uh, brother, maybe three or four bitches with my breed a year, maybe some years two, maybe some years three, you know. And we had some some very good dogs, and, and we probably bought some dogs and, and you know, uh, raised them and, and put them to stud. Eventually, we had some, the likes of the moral support we had. Right, very good. And and would, yeah. would you have raised a couple of yourselves, or do you always put them in training, Peter? No, we raised a couple of ourselves. Uh, I, uh, we raised plenty of dogs ourselves. Just sometimes you get busy and, you know, we, we, we raised plenty ourselves, you know. We, uh, the likes of uh, my good friend Tony Moore and I trained a few myself. I won the, the National Hobby Stake twice with um, with the likes of Black Alder in 2015. And he's a brother of uh, Susie Stam, Jesse M. Links. Oh, very good. And of course, you had a great association with that competition. Oh, a great association with that competition, yeah. And yes, exactly, yes. And in 2018, we won it with Killer B. I trained him myself as well. And he won the, the future champion on racing in the Scotty before he won that stake. There must have been great satisfaction out of that as well, Peter. A great satisfaction, though. But yeah, and then I suppose I turned more into breeding a few myself. And uh, not trained as many. I suppose you're getting, I'm getting done. It's hard to be doing a few and, and uh, you know, maybe the, the best ones, maybe a sentiment training, you know, or, you know, the race someone you wish that and the puppy races and, you know, that type of thing. And tell us about the uh, the association with Owen McKenna. How did that come about? How did that come about? You obviously knew he was a very good trainer, so you were you were you were taking a chance, is it? Andy Cook introduced me to him actually. I think was kind of come from there, you know. Yeah, very good. And one night in Shelburne, so it came from that. Yeah, I remember talking to to Owen McKenna in a previous podcast, that uh, Peter, and 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 he said when when you gave Susie Sapphire to Owen, you told him she was pretty smart. I did tell him she was pretty smart, but then again, you know, starting off with. Most pups, you think when they're going to phone or going to, you know, that you think they are smart anyway, but they don't all turn out like Susie, you know. I know, and of course, look, there's there, there's been so many great days, and I'm sure yourself and all your family are getting, you know, um, unbelievable satisfaction and joy and happiness out of this, this fairy tale story. It's, it's, it's a 
funny little story. You never be a burnt out publicity for her, but uh, she made another donor, you know. But then she, uh, so consistent, I think, is, you know, she just seems to never let you down type of thing, you know. She just has that wonderful early and that ability to just be able to leave them traps, you know. Because she's not that big at 61 pound weight, you know. Yeah, and, and, and tell us about the the excitement and, you know, the the build-up to the big one in, in Shelburne Park on Saturday night. I'm sure you were there in big numbers. We were in big numbers, yeah, and the build-up. I suppose the build-up with the extra week, we're kind of more anxious than the build-up, and she was so short uh, with the boots, you know. Mind you, we, 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 we thought it was a very good race, you know. We didn't, didn't know whether she should be so short or not. But uh, when, it, when she flew out, I never seen her come out as well as she did on Saturday night, you know. She absolutely flew the lid. Yeah, she sure, she sure did. And, you know, it was another um, fantastic success. And, you know, the the people, as I was saying, Don, the people all over the country, nation, nation, nationwide, they absolutely love Susie Saffer. And I'm sure that makes it extra special for you as, as the owner. It makes it extra special. Of course it does make it extra special because it's a, it's a real honour to owner. And it's for my, my daughter here as well does a lot with me as well. With them, you know, Jeannie and, and the grandchildren give a great help out too, so... A big family thing, as as people know, that's in doubt. It takes a family to rear them and and children with them. It's a great help and that type of thing, you know. It sure it sure is, and of course we see some of the, the wonderful pictures there with grandkids and stuff like that. You touched on your daughter as well. She does you know fantastic work uh, work to promote the sport and social media and stuff like that, which is very important. Yeah. It's very important and to get across, and and she loves it. You know, she's a, a real enthusiast. So she gets her, she gets it across very well, and what she does, you know. She sure does. A fair, fair play yeah. to her. And and just in terms of Susie Sapphire going forward, obviously, look, you, yourself and owner are going to uh, sit back and talk about it. Like, will will she go for the English Derby or will she stay in Irish style with the Oaks and you know the Irish Greyhound Derby? I suppose it's a great position to be in. It's a great position to be in, yeah. And, and we're going to have to sit down and decide which way we're going to go. You know, we haven't made the decision yet, so. Um, I suppose we'll wait a few weeks now until she uh, gets over. Or, uh, you know what I mean? She's a, after the race Saturday night, we'll wait a few weeks to see what way we'll probably go with her. Very good, uh, um, Peter. And tell us, um, you know, obviously that that's Susie Sapphire. Anything else nice in the kennels at the moment? Yeah, nice, really. We've uh, one going Saturday night now, which is, is it's our half brother, uh, Postman Cat. He's a uh, he's a nice pup. Uh, is that the dog that ran ran very well down in Clonmel at the, in the in the unrest? He ran well in Clonmel, yeah. He, he, he's, he's nice early, but so he might be lacking to track or his breaking uh, ability, but he can break, you know. So and he only has had a few races. He wouldn't have had one trial, so we're very hopeful there. So he's in the first heat on uh, Saturday night. Brilliant stuff. Look, we, we'll and keep. And then we here starting now as well. Our own speech, uh, Mags Angel. So they've just have to be enhanced last week and, and they look very promising. It's exciting times ahead, Peter. Exciting times ahead, yeah, and we'll keep, keep it going. Uh, fair. We're, we're, we're already looking for another Susie, male or female. Exactly, yeah. Uh, fair, fair, fair play. Look, it's, it's a wonderful story. It, 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 was, it was great to speak to you on the podcast. Look, I've been hearing great things, I suppose, about yourself and, you know, the, the family that you've been massive supporters of the game over the last, uh, you know, number of years, number of decades, in fact. And, yeah, you know, it's yeah. great to see a real greyhound man, you know, with, with Susie's half hour. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, as I say, it's a great honour to own her. You know, we know how lucky we are to own her. You know, we've put 
plenty of doubts to our hands and been lucky and unlucky with someone. We we know how lucky we are to have her because it can happen to anybody, you know yourself. It's just she's just uh, a pup and then you, what you can end up with, you know. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Well, look, Peter. All we can say to you is, and and in your family and, and supporters of your 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 kennels, keep living the dream. We look forward to seeing uh, Susie Sapphire back in action, where wherever that might be, and wishing yourself and and all involved that uh, continued success in our great sport. And you the same, Barry. And thank you very much. Talking dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.